All right, this is your girl, Kenedra Johnson, best known as KJ's Way Over Maine. Today I have here Miss Jolie and Miss Imani on today. Let's make some noise. Ooh, ah! <laughs> All right, so our topic for today is salty or no? Salty or no? Say it. No. Salty or no? Hey, salty or no? Hey, salty or no? Oh, no. <laughs> So this is the topic for today, salty or no. Um, I'm going to express some things about being salty on today. But before we go into the discussion today, let's introduce my lovely friend, sister, and can't think my brothers, but everything. <laughs> so let's start with Miss Imani. Imani. Um, hey guys, my name is Imani. I am a recent graduate of the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Um, I am here today with my girls. We're gonna do some talking. Um, this was kind of a their thing, and I kind of jumped on in there. So I'm excited to be here. Let's do it. Yo, yo, yo! It's your girl Jolie. What's up, y'all? So y'all might know me by Jolie Rebecca, but I'm also a student at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. I'm currently a student, a senior. Uh, I'll be graduating 2019. Okay, class <laughs> 2019. Um, right now I'm working on a few things, so I want to let y'all know about my business called God Squad Universal. We are a kingdom lifestyle brand devoted to changing the culture through apparel, music, and ministry. You can check us out at GodSquadUniversal.com, okay? And stay tuned for more. So that was Jolie and Imani once again. We are actually crunching on some gummies, and they really good. I'm killing these. They are really good, y'all. You can get it from Target. It's called Crunchy Gummies, Crunchy and Chewy Candy. All right, so we can just go ahead and start with being salty or no. And I know some of you all thinking, like, okay, is KJ talking about salt from the cabinet where I put my chicken, where I season my food at? But actually, we're talking about it in a spiritual realm. Are you being salty or no? So we're going to have the importance of salt, okay? So we know that we use salt for seasoning. Um, ladies, what else do we probably use salt for? To preserve things, okay. to melt the snow. Mm-hmm. We use it for, you know, when you have a sore throat, you mm-hmm. got to gargle. There you go. The clean um, yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, clean wounds. Clean wounds. Family feud. Good right. Answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, something the Bible says that Jesus said that we are the salt of the earth. So, that means we are important in this earth. So, that's important salt is if jesus said that we are the salt of the earth then that is really important so i have a question for you ladies um do you think sometimes saints can be too salty um yeah so i definitely think that any person that is over the top is probably actually out of what they need to be doing um i think that salt in this instance has its purpose and its purpose is to bring flavor and i know just like food you can over flavor your food you can have way too much salt baby that's a heart attack and you know sometimes things can be like that they can be like a little heart attack and so i think that you know we have to have balance and yeah there definitely are people who are i would say too salty but in the sense that Jesus said, you know, we can never have too much of Jesus. We can never have too much of God. So when you really and essentially have God to right. his to the full amount, you won't be too salty. So I feel like those who portray themselves or who come off as too salty, they actually just need more of God. And so I think mm-hmm. that the over saltiness is just a lack of a relationship or a lack of 
um, communion with God. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think you definitely need balance. Um, I think it's important to define what we mean when we say too much salt. We say about, you know, the stereotypical um, holier than thou, you know, too heavenly good to be any earthly good like that type of persona and like Jolie was saying you have to have a real relationship in order to have that balance God brings that balance so you should not be um overbearing or unapproachable or unrealistic something to the point where you're not relatable that's not good so I think that once you have God and you keep adding him to your life, right. what will happen is instead of putting all of your salt on one situation, which is what causes that overbearingness, you'll have it stored. So you can always have too much salt in your food, but you can never have too much salt in your cabinet. So just make sure that you keep that stored up and keep it to where you're using it only when it's appropriate. Right, and also, you know, having too much salt, like Imani was saying, can keep you on balance and stuff. You don't want to be so salty that, you know, you be all sour. and Well, you're not sour when you have salt, but that taste bug is really nasty. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like if you save, okay, we get it. We understand that, you know, you're sanctified, you feel the Holy Ghost. But then there's a time and a place when you're not being so salty, you know, like I don't have to go to work. Every my light should shine. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to be like, oh, thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah, praise Jehovah, speaking in tongue and like 24/7 because people should see your light and stuff. But sometimes being salty does not have to be quote quote extra. Sometimes, sometimes people look at you being too salty. You're saying you're saved, but yet you might have an attitude. Something's not going on. Your chicken is, you're not seasoning real well. Something is not going right with that. And also, there's a scripture, Colossians 4 and 6 says, Let your speech be also with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. And I believe the key thing is speech always with grace. I think the key word is grace. So, what should we, or y'all want to talk about the scripture that's saying that speech always with grace? Mm-hmm. I think it's important that whatever you say, you should be building up and not tearing down. So whenever, no matter what situation the person is in that you're talking to, you shouldn't be highlighting only the bad things that are going on. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't be condemning them without giving them the hope of salvation. And you shouldn't be telling them how terrible they are. You know what I'm saying? You should always be speaking life. So that's what I think the grace part is. I like that too because I was thinking like while Imani was talking how... We have, like, we should all... Okay, grace is fluid. Grace is able to be moldable. Grace is... It comes out in a way that um, it can be distributed evenly. And so sometimes I'm thinking about the scripture, but also in reference to... If you think about a pillar of salt and you think about salt that comes in the can that's iodized salt. So if we have too much, like, a pillar... You can't put a pillar of salt on everything because it'll be overbearing. So something that flows with grace is smooth. Like the salt that comes out of the salt shaker, mm-hmm. it doesn't come out in such a heavy amount. Right. So sometimes we have to know how to have that balance and right. how to flow with grace because the iodized salt like that comes in the can, it could be it could be shaken around a lot of things, but a pillar would just fall on it. You know, it doesn't have any balance. It can't it can't be like I said, distributed evenly. Right. So I have a question. So can saints be salty if they've been in church all their life? 
Well, okay. I can start there. So just like, let's say I go to a donut shop. Just because I'm in a donut shop doesn't make me a donut. You know, I have to look like a donut. I have to do what a donut does. I have right. to be in the properties. I have to look like a donut, basically. And I have to do what a donut does. I have to have properties of a donut. So just the same way as you can be at church all day, all night. all You can live there, sleep there, eat there, do everything there. But that doesn't make you salty because... Just like maybe I got a piece of, let's say I got a piece of cornbread that's sitting right beside me. I ain't putting no salt on my cornbread. That don't make, make me it, salt. It, yeah. it could be it could be in the kitchen. Just yeah. like the church, for example, is the kitchen. Just because you know the cornbread is in there, that don't mean I put salt on it. So I think that that ha- there has to be a receptability on our part. Right. And so just because somebody's in church, don't make them salty. I mean, mm-hmm. you can sit there all day, but if your heart is hardy, that doesn't make you. I mean, you're not going to be salty. Mm-hmm. And you have to do what you should do at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think the important thing that Jolie said was receptability. So I think if you're in church all your life and you are taking in the messages and you're growing and you're transforming, then yeah, you might see a difference between somebody who just got to church and somebody who's been there for a while and that the person who's been there for a while, who's been absorbing, may seem Mm -hmm. a little more seasoned. But I think that sometimes, like Jolie said, you can be in the environment and not be receptive and not be absorbing it and just... No. Well, sometimes when you say being seasoned, okay, we think of older saints, mm-hmm. okay, maybe the younger people are kind of salty, we're trying to figure out our season and whatnot, but sometimes, like, how far is enough meaning, like, if I'm a young girl, I've never been to church before, and I came in, um, maybe with jeans, with hose and on you know pants and stuff i'm wearing tank top uh church never been to church before but i know i want to hear the word of god like when is it too much or too extra that you're you know you're very salty at this time like are you seasoning with grace are you actually are you gonna come to me with you know with grace or are you gonna come with me very salty like how can i handle that or how can people in the world who've never been to church before handle that I think it's important that you take a look at who you're speaking to. So it's important to have those relationships so that I can know, well, maybe I can go to Kenidra and be a little more rough. But when I go to Jolie, I need to be a little more calm when Mm -hmm. I speak. So I think it depends on who you're talking to in the relationship. When it's somebody who has never been to church, like you were talking about, you have to just proceed with caution. So just off gate, you should be gentle. Off gate, you should be welcoming at all costs you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day there was a time when that was you maybe it wasn't you on the outside but it was you on the inside and that you had issues Mm -hmm. and somebody worked with you in your issues so just because maybe you see an issue with what she's wearing granted i don't really see a problem with wearing ripped jeans to church so i think there's a little (laughs) bit of you know it's up to person by person type of thing how you take how you approach your wardrobe when you come to church but at the end of the day you just you should be welcoming to new people and then build that relationship right. and figure out how to address them further down the line that's the importance to have a relationship with someone you just can't go and admonish your first time and the first thing i'm so worried about is so focused on your out appearance right. and stuff like you don't know everybody's situation and stuff that person could have came out off the streets or the person might just really don't know like sometimes we and i could just say not all pentecostal but i know we're in a pentecostal church we're Mm -hmm. not everybody but we're so sometimes people are so focused on the out appearance okay Mm i wonder she got stockings on Mm -hmm. she ain't wearing her slip yeah got her lipstick on girl she got her yellow her nails is yellow she exactly and it's like that's not been importance of the thing like Jesus was around so many people you know what I'm saying and I'm not saying to give you a right to do something but I feel like once that person come to church okay let them hear the word Mm -hmm. 
let them understand the word. Mm-hmm. How about you continue to have, like you say, might have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to come to somebody and say, girl, mm. now let me tell you something. I know you got saved today, but it's time to take them nails off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, since you got saved today, baby, you got to... You got to put on some stocking because your, your kneecap is kind of ashy. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You right. have to build a relationship with someone. And if it's that serious to you because what they're wearing or how what color hair they're, you know, mm-hmm. if it's pink or got striped red or whatever, right. how about you go buy them an outfit? Or how about you take them to, you know, instead of talking, because sometimes we talk so much. That's our mm-hmm. problem. We talk so much. Instead of praying for somebody, we, mm-hmm. we do a lot of talking and things like that. But I also feel like once somebody if this a person out there who's going through a situation like that don't leave the church yeah that's number one because that is the plan of enemy anyway he wants you to think okay you, you want to go back to church i knew it could be for you all right go back on the street do what you want to do go ahead and whatever sin no don't do that mm-hmm. there's somebody out there probably like I said, going through that, just continue to stay in the church and stuff because God will give you people that you need and stuff to come in your life to help you out. And I also believe, like, once you get saved and stuff, and like I said, I, I made a statement before, if I go to a church and I see them wearing jeans and shirts, and I might be used to wearing stockings and girdles and all that non-stopping or what, whatever, but, like, I'm not about to go to the church every Sunday with a hat. And if I see you this church wearing, you know, Converse with jeans and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that, that it ain't going to work like that. Mm-hmm. But if a person do go to a church that we are wearing hats and skirts and all that nine yards and stuff. I feel like once they start coming to church all the time, they're going to go like, oh, okay. So Imani, oh, she wearing a long dress and Joey wearing a hat. I guess that's how they dress. Like you don't have to sit here and be like and attack somebody so quick. Mm-hmm. And I think that's. What's wrong with some of the quote quote seasoned saints? And I'm not bashing, and you know, I'm not bashing you all can jump in, but I'm not <laughs> bashing them. It's just sometimes we have to be careful on how we approach things and stop so focused on the out of appearance and stuff. And because what it comes off, you have an attitude mm-hmm. that's what it comes off of. I'm not, you know, I can understand what they was taught and stuff, and I'm not going against that but it's like that's not the main focus their focus is their soul god is not focused on okay well homegirl is wearing uh you know some pants and she got her knees showing because god knows the bible today and bible said my knees are showing so if i go to hell for that i'm gonna be so messed up and so sad if i go to hell because i wore black pants to church and my kneecap is showing so that's something that we have to really work on in the church in general and stuff. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. I think one thing we also have to keep in mind is that, sorry, I'm chewing on these <laughs> snacks we had, you know. <laughs> okay. So one thing I think is super important is, like, we can't have zeal without knowledge. I think a lot of people are so passionate about certain things and certain doctrines mm-hmm. and certain bylaws that they miss that the essence of this the essence of even being a believer is to know Jesus mm-hmm. and so anytime that that becomes more damaging than good then I think that those the, those bylaws and those yeah. rules and things they need to be done away with because right. if doctrine is meant to make you closer to God and it's not doing that and it's only pushing away then it needs to be done away with it needs to be updated see just like in culture just like in technology things have to be updated and so I think that even in the church sometimes we have to update not mm. saying we have to leave leave, leave the, the old yeah, landmark yeah. but we have to update 
we have to make renovations. We have to um, be um, in ingenuity. So um, I also think about the term of like learning to individualize so so I think sometimes as just people in general we forget that everybody's not like us everybody didn't come from where we came from and so we have to see each person differently and so if that means that I have to approach her in a different way then that's what you need to do just because maybe she her eyeliner is blue so what you know (laughs) I think that we have to learn their background learn the way they do things and what they Mm -hmm. like and Mm -hmm. you know their what they don't like and what they do like and I think um, an important thing Imani said was she talked about building relationship like that's huge and that it also is. goes into learning to individualize you everybody's not the same right. so you can't expect the same thing from everybody and I think Paul said in scripture like you have to become sheep to win them so we have to be in a place that we can be um, relatable and so that means that just because you've had life experiences and your puzzle piece has some, become so complicated right. because of your experiences that doesn't mean that you can't connect so sometimes we have to detach ourselves from our titles and our ideology right. to be able to meet the needs of other people because if your puzzle piece has all these cuts in it it's going to be hard for it to merge with somebody mm. else right? right so we have to always be moldable and not forget where we came, came from. from because we didn't always come from exactly. baby I wouldn't always I say yes. you know I was out there there too right and so we can't just be so zealous like oh i want them to be safe exactly. that i'm just gonna come at them no you have to be wise you have to be wise, wise. and souls, the thing. you know you have to be able to you know take and it's not always gonna happen in the church you know part of that is building a relationship outside, outside of the, of the church, church. because the you know church is set up in a way mm-hmm. we have our organization but then there's you know that's not who we are i mean it is who we are essentially but there's more to it's a person more to than just outside yeah, of the church yeah. yeah and we can't just always push things into the four walls we have to go outside and the kingdom of god is meant to be built outside mm-hmm. of the church you know we're supposed to be dominating in other areas and they not always gonna look like us yes yeah. they don't have on business pants and a suit so what you know right so it's my little two cents <laughs> i think what jolie said is important that the the basis of what we do is the ultimate goal is always just to get to know Jesus. And my leader said when I was in Greensboro one time that salvation is not a set of rules. Salvation is about relationship. Okay. <laughs> and the rules come to protect the relationship. The same way you wouldn't, if somebody was coming at you and let's say they were asking you out on a date, but off gate, they were trying to get you to cut everybody out your phone and move away yeah. with them. You would be looking at them crazy because you don't have the relationship to make those demands. So when people come into the kingdom, you have to give them a chance to form chance. that relationship. And then, you know, they'll understand the rules better because they'll say, okay, these rules are here to protect the relationship. And then we have to be able to let rules go because sometimes they're just, they're not, they're not biblical. If you can't show me, if you can't show me why this rule is protecting my relationship with God, then I'm not going to be as inclined to follow it. Some things I do do just to make sure that everybody is comfortable, you know, to uh, Mm -hmm. flee the very appearance of evil, but it's, it's some things that if it's inconvenient for me and it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with my relationship right. with God, then you know what? It might just be exactly a no. And for also, me. just speaking of experience, like, okay, my mom um, grew up wearing skirts, you know, but she never allowed me and my sister to wear skirts 24 7. You know, she let us wear pants and stuff, but then you had some people who didn't think it was a problem. But my mom always said, they're young, they're going to the gym. I'm not expecting to wear a skirt to the gym and stuff. You know what right. I'm saying? And that type of stuff, going back to, like, doctrine, like, is that rules or is it what the Bible says? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, is that a rule? Okay, me wearing makeup, is that doctrine or that's what the Bible says? Because you don't know. I might have a skin condition. Mm-hmm. 
you you have to be careful and stuff. And I've heard someone say this before. Like many times we so I'm like use Jolie for example. Like not saying she has this, okay, y'all. <laughs> but like, because <laughs> I know it all have several seats. There's a few, right? But like, let's say Jolie face um, a disease. I don't know. I'm, Lord, I don't want to say a disease, but some a skin disorder. That's what it was. Yeah, like acne or something. And it was bad. So, if I was somebody, quote, quote, seasoned saint, remember, I'm not talking just about older saint. Seasoned saint can be somebody who's 22 years old, somebody who just all got put together. But if I come here and say, now, Joan, now you know, baby girl, that foundation that you have on your face, it got to go. <laughs> now, that eyeline you got on you, all that, make you look beautiful. You don't have to do all that. But deep down, like you said, you only know me inside the church. Mm-hmm. You don't know me outside the church. When I get home, I got to wipe my makeup off, and I am not pleased. Mm-hmm. Not saying she, that person has low self-esteem, but you don't know if her one, like this side of her face is dark and the other side is got, I don't know. So you're telling me I can't wear makeup. Explain to me because I want you to show me in the Bible because now we're living in a generation. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not going to be. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, master. No, it's going to be um, when, where, why, how. And I need to know because that's just the generation. I know my mom might laugh like say, y'all young folks, boy, y'all ask a lot of questions. Back then, we just. I understand that mm-hmm. but we are living in a different time like i want to know mm-hmm. so if like for example if somebody is the interruption so, <laughs> so let's say um my husband says okay Kenidra remain or whatever you can't go to mcdonald's no more okay why <laughs> oh because the chicken nuggets um they all fill with something Okay, now I get it. You got to show me, and I need to see proof. But back then, I guess it was more so, okay, y'all can't go to McDonald's. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing probably wrong with McDonald's, but I'm just making that as an example. Like, we don't know. We got to start really just saying, like, um, this is a sin, and this is where, but you're not showing me. Mm-hmm. I need to know, because like, like we all said, it's more doctrine and stuff about the way certain things go now if you got the holy ghost the holy ghost will guide you and convict you with certain things wrong honestly i don't see nothing wrong with me wearing makeup but somebody else may feel wearing makeup is wrong you know what i'm saying like um it's just your conviction yeah that's what i'm saying so like you can say you don't wear makeup or and i say i do wear makeup but maybe Imani don't wear makeup. It's because maybe back before she got saved, maybe she used to have a lot on all the time. Used to dress like a hoochie mama back then. You know what I'm saying? But then when she got saved, like I don't feel comfortable. Right. Instead, not saying this is Imani, but maybe an example. But like with somebody who wear makeup, maybe they didn't grow up wearing makeup, and now they, you know, I'm gonna wear makeup when I get older. So it just depends on the situation and stuff. We just have to be careful on how we um, approach people and how we do certain things. So I just gotta be careful because we can run away people and I know people say well there's no such thing of folks running away from that situation yes it can because like we said it can be somebody first time and because you're so worried about what they're wearing how about worry about baby what's going on I'm gonna pray for you let's do this let's focus on the spiritual side and stuff you know we just need to stop focusing so much on the um out appearance and stuff you know Like she was saying at the end, like, you know, you can't clean a fish before you catch it. Right. So, a lot of times, you know, we can't just try to clean them up, you know, and they they haven't even stuck yet. They're yeah, like, they don't know. They honestly don't even know who Jesus is, you know. And I was thinking about how some older people, 
they have good intentions. Yeah, like yeah. they really yeah. do have good intentions, and I, I believe like what they were telling and what they do tell is because of you know that's just a means of protection for them. And so for us, you know, they believe they're protecting us. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, we have to update those uh, right. protective barriers. Yeah. <laughs> and and like you like Jolie was saying like. Mm-hmm. I can't stress this enough because um, people could twist your words around, but they were protecting us back then. And it's not that we're, like you said, we're not bashing. We're just trying to get the understand of the difference of sometimes being too salty. And every season saint is not too salty. But there are some, like I said, there could be seasoned saints who is 23, 25, 30, 50. Season means put together, quote, quote, right? If I'm not making mistakes, being put together so we're not saying they were really helping us they really were because for example they can say okay back then y'all need to go to the movies we maybe they thought it was a sin it wasn't a sin but when i went to the movies when i was growing up let's keep it real i don't care telling the truth but like i'm gonna do a little touchy it's in the dark that mindset is okay we in the movies Mm -hmm. i'm in the dark go ahead touch you right here and you touch me they was protecting us. But what it is that now this generation, when they still continue to say, you can't go to a movie because it's a sin. Wait, it's not a sin. Because mm-hmm. you can still have, because that's what the younger generation who's not saying, they really think that we don't have fun. Mm-hmm. It's not a sin to go to the boat now. It's not a sin to go to the movie. It's not a sin for me to go to Rose Cane. But what am I doing in those type right. of environments? Right. Me right. going to the movie it's not going to send me to hell. Now, I have to be careful what I'm watching at the movies. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm going to a rated R movie, and you know, especially if you're single, why go to a rated R movie and you're going to sit and watch a... What's the name of that movie? Um, Shades of Grey. 50 Shades of Grey. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey. Why would you go to the movies and you're single? Mm-hmm. That, now I can see where they're coming from, but it's not a sin. It's just like, why would we go to the movies and see Fifty Shades of Grey, and then you come home, and then you all, let's keep it real horny. <laughs> being honest let's keep it real like that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. so i can understand they're protecting us but you can go to the bowling alley go to the mall gotta watch your feet though because sometimes that music will get you because there's plenty of times i go to the grocery store and the music come on and my feet is tapping i'm singing but that doesn't mean that i'm not saved so right, that's right. the thing about it right well that's the good thing we're really about to end but that's the topic really um are you salty or not we hope and pray that we help certain people we hope and pray that you all understand and stuff we just know um for the future for the people who are young listen we are not here to bash the church we're, we're not that's not what we're doing we are the church we exactly <laughs> like that's the thing and i want to make that clear i don't want you to be like see mom that's why i told you no that's not no what we're telling you please come to church go to church, go to church. Go to church. it's fine what you're wearing if that's all you got now you have other things in the closet don't be rebellious I'm like okay i'm gonna wear this no come to church and if you ever be in that situation where it's okay, some, we all have been through somebody has said something. I have been through where somebody literally said something about my lipstick and somebody said about my stockings. But right. if I allow that, those certain people to say my lipstick and my stock, because I didn't have stockings and it was the summertime, y'all. It's in July. Um, and say, well, I'm not going to church more because they made me mad. Don't have that type of spirit. Right. You still go to school. Yeah, exactly. And there's heathens in the school. Exactly. You still go. <laughs> exactly. If you go to right. school, and that's another thing, too. And 
we can't keep always blaming stuff all church, church, church. They hurt me. No, baby. Let me tell you, you was hurt in school when you was sitting in your desk and Samantha and Rashida and whoever was picking on you. Did that stop you coming to school the next day? Because you know you had to get your degree. So we're not saying stop, you know, don't come to church at all. We want you to come to church. Come back to church. If you're that person who, okay, I left church for a long time, come back to church. God is waiting for you to come back. And if you're that person who never been to church and you're scared to go to church because you're so focused of, quote, quote, people going to laugh about you, talk about you, that ain't really going to happen. You don't even really see. That don't even happen like that. That's probably like once a year if you did go to a church or maybe zero that doesn't even happen so like don't let that or that person stop you receiving what god wants for you okay like because we are living the last days and i want my young people i want everybody to be saved but especially for me being 23 and young and stuff like I'm here with my girls right now. We're having fun. Like, at church, we always have fun. (laughs) We always have fun and stuff. And the thing is, I don't have to cuss to have fun. I don't have to drink to have fun. I was about to say I don't have to have sex because I'm married now. But I'm just the point. (laughs) But the point is, like... Like, you don't have to do all this stuff to have fun. Fun is being saved and fun is living just free. But doing it in a holy way. That's all it is. It's not that deep. I I don't know why people think, like, oh, gosh, she is saved. She can't do nothing. Oh, yes, I can do stuff. I do probably more than you, (laughs) though. Exactly. You know what I mean? You at home worried. I ain't worried about one thing. Exactly. And I feel like if you think about it, the saved people more have more options to do. Not... Well, I am throwing shade because it's the devil. But when you're not <laughs> saving stuff, what do you, you do? The same thing, going to the party on the kickback. Your life is a circle. It's, it's a yeah. circle. It's stuff to do when you save. I don't have to do the same thing. Like there's different things. So and you're constantly growing. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Amazing. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to end a word of prayer with whew, Jesus. Y'all ready? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love this girl. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Oh God. Oh, listen, y'all. Y'all talking about some prayer. She's a mother, mother boom junior. Yeah. Child. That's a gift. That's good. everybody can pray, but it's like Kanisha can pray, y'all. I, I can pray, yeah, but did, you get what I'm saying, yeah. mind people got gifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Bishop Wooler, Bishop C um H Mason. That's Jolius. I'm just being honest, y'all. Have seats. No pride. She's have seats, plural. <laughs> have seats. But all jokes to the side, we're going to have a word of prayer before we go, guys. Sister Jolie. Okay. So, um, dear God, we thank you so much for this opportunity, God. Just allowing us to sit here and just to have discussion, God, to have dialogue, productive conversation, Lord. And just to um, bring us into a greater knowledge of, you know, what it is to be salty and what it is to be overly salty, God. We thank you right now for every heart, every mind, every ear that's listening, God, and that will hear, God. I ask that you would touch their hearts. I ask that you would touch their minds, God. I ask that you would even give them an unction to study 
more about your word, to study more about what it is to be salty, what it is to be that flavor on the earth. So God, I ask that you would give us more encouragement throughout the day. God, whoever may be listening, God, maybe maybe their heart is broken. God, maybe they're, they're down and out. God, maybe they're discouraged. God, I pray that you would be their encouragement on this week. God, I pray that you would give them peace, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Well, we thank you so much that we are young women, God, that can live lives that are happy, God. We can live in joy. We don't have to be worried. We don't have to be down on our down and out, down, laying back on our backs, God, allowing men to misuse us, allowing friends and people to do on us, God, that in ways that shouldn't be done, God. But we thank you because we are free. God, we have good influences. God, we have people around us that can push us. And Lord, we just thank you so much for this opportunity, for this podcast. And God, I ask that you would continue to bless us and keep Kenidra and Imani and this wonderful opportunity, God, and that more, many more will flourish after this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank y'all for tuning in for um, KJ's Way First Podcast. You all can follow me on Facebook, KJ's Way. KJ's Way <laughs> on Facebook. Look, she's trying to be all humble and all that. Uh, <laughs> she's trying to be all and humble. And then YouTube. I just started doing vlogs. Um, follow me on YouTube. That is KJ's Way. That's K. J S W A Way. No, it's, I keep messing. W A Way, y'all. W A Way. That's how we do it. I did the same thing on the K J S W A Y. I want to say way, but yeah, once again, YouTube K J's Way and then Instagram K J underscore W A Y. Yes, I don't know why y'all will keep saying KJ's way, but anyways, um, follow me, subscribe if you have not um, subscribed to my YouTube channel. So stay tuned to the next podcast and vlog. See you all soon. Or- hey guys, this is Kanidra, known as Romaine. Um, but you know, go by KJ's way for my podcast. It's been almost two years since my first podcast, and I'm really excited about this podcast and the podcast um in the future. You know, I know it's been a lot that's been going on in this world, different things going on, crazy stuff that's going on with the police brutality and different things. But my life has been um very interesting of the year 2019 and 20 last time you all heard me or you know we was talking about being salty or or gnaw with and i had um imani and jolie up here with us we was talking about you know being salty um making sure your you know your light is showing and whatnot and we were just talking about the different generations you know like you have generation z millennium and how the other saints seasonal what we call in the church perspective um what views they don't understand us and you know what it's not all about wearing different types of things the clothes does not matter guys looking at the heart that was the first podcast that we talked about which i really enjoyed um i was trying to think of more podcast topics but you know i really just kind of laid low for a couple months and stuff trying to figure out what should i do but then a situation happened in my life um i got pregnant in june of last year june 2019 very shocking was not expecting that but i mean of course if you're you know having sex (laughs) that will happen but meaning it was not planned at whatsoever um you know the due date was march the 28th of 2020 but unfortunately it didn't happen like that you guys 
I had my baby very prematurely at age um well 23 weeks so I had my baby December the 5th 2019 it is a boy his name is Daryl Tyrone Johnson III we call him Trey and I just wanted to you know talk about a little bit of the experience of what I went through you can also um follow me on my youtube page that's kjswayk kjs way and you can see the video of there talking about it and like i said on the youtube video i'm not gonna go totally in details not just yet but you know the end of the year i'm gonna give you the full story but during this time you know i want to encourage um parents who has our who had a baby in the NICU or are dealing with babies in the NICU right now you know lost a baby whatnot I'm here to encourage you and just talking stuff um so yeah so December uh well I say November let's start from November you guys on Thanksgiving I was um with my family in Fayetteville and we had this bomb Thanksgiving first of all my aunt Deborah my you know my cousin Sean and Katrina, they can cook, okay? Like, even my little cousin Trey, um, he, they, my family just can cook, point blank, period. Like, I know everybody say their family can cook, but my family is really like, like they can have their own restaurant. But, anyways, I'm off subject. So, I was home for Thanksgiving and I ate. You know, you're pregnant, your hormones, you want this and that. And plus, uh, additional today is Thanksgiving, so I'm gonna eat the food. So, I ate about, I probably had about two or three plates, you know, had. I mean, I drink. I, I was drinking water every day, and then that day, I ain't gonna sit here and lie. I had about two or three sprites, maybe a few Pepsi, some good tea. It was just different things. Then all of a sudden, around about eight-ish, you know, I just start feeling a sharp pain. So I'm thinking, like, you know, let's be real. I might have to go poop. Um, my my side is hurting, and it wasn't like that. My side, it it was like so. I mean, y'all, it was in pain. I'm just like in my mind. I'm thinking, okay. All it is, you have to go take a dump. That's what it is. You got to take a dump. <laughs> so, I laid on my aunt and uncle bed. I mean, I'm rolling over. And my cousins, they're laughing because, like, it's gas. I'm like, okay, it may be gas. Finally went to the bathroom that night. I felt good that next morning. But then that sharp pain came back again. So, I'm just like, okay, it may be gas. Went to the store. Came back to Charlotte. Got some Tums. Different things like that. Nothing worked. It started throughout the whole week. Um, it's gradually start getting worse. I mean, worse, worse, worse. Then it went from a sharp pain. Then my heart started to hurt. Then I started getting migraines. And then fast forward to December. I think it was December the 2nd or the 1st. On that first Sunday, went to church, was bleeding. You know, first thing you think about is, okay, am I having a miscarriage? My urine was bubbly. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Had one of the... um church members like no you should be good i went to urgent care urgent care was closed i said go to your doctor tomorrow which was monday went to the doctor my doctor particularly was not there they went and took me to the ultrasound room they're saying oh your son is fine everything looks good on him he looks wonderful in my mind i'm like bro i do not feel good i'm i'm thank god that trey feels you know fine he looks good he's measurements right everything is cool but remain does not feel good so what's going on tell me go back in the waiting room go back they tell me go to your closest cvs or pharmacy get you some cranberry juice get you some cranberry pills you might got uti i'm like bro this is not no uti okay i'm gonna tell you that right now um and you're probably like this is like 
too much info no let's keep it real so it was they i went to the store in walgreen brought what they told me brought talent on my head was hurting that night guys the next morning i felt a little bit better my meaning like my headache went away but my pain i was to the point i was limping now now i'm limping like what in the world's going on so i called my girl tt um she had a situation similar like mine she had a baby um if i'm not making a mistake i believe it's 29 weeks um her daughter is now like is all over the place beautiful healthiest ever so you nikki moms and parents stay strong it will get better but i called her i'm like yo tt i don't know what's going on like what is like what's going on so she told me she's like pack up a bag and such and such this is what happened to me pack up a bag like she literally just went through the same thing the year before so my hard-headed self is like you know i'm gonna go to the er because it, i'm not gonna it's nothing wrong i'm thinking something else i didn't pack up a bag Finally, I went to my in-laws house. I mean, I don't know what happened from home to their house, which is like eight minutes away from each other. And I'm like, what is like, I, I don't know what happened to the pain. Like it just went from like 10 to 100 that quick, not zero to 100, like 10. Like the pain was from level 10, then it went to 100 to the point I was crying, yelling. I called my husband like, dude, you know, I'm about to go to the ER. I went to the ER, told him like, look, I'm pregnant. I'm 24, 25 weeks, which I got my calculation wrong. I really thought it was 25 weeks. And it took them two to three hours to get me. And I'm just like, I I had to be that quote, quote, they, what they world think, an angry person. But I mean, I had to be because it's like, I'm pregnant. I don't know what can happen. So I will myself, me and my husband will myself up. I'm like, yo, I'm pregnant. They're like, oh you're pregnant i'm like i said this when i first got here so that could have been all events you know prevented to go straight in the back and stuff i went to the back for like two minutes they did x like a um, x-ray and did a monogram and all that mess and nothing that oh you look fine i'm like somebody tell me that one more time tell me that my son looks fine one more time i'm not i'm not and it sounds so bad but that's how I was, i'm not talking about him right now because that's good that he's fine but if i'm not fine then later on he's not going to be fine so they got me in, talked to the doctor. Uh, the doctor put me on some medicine, magnesium. And I remember that when my husband had that, when he had um, the kidney stone. I remember him just getting sick. And I was like, Lord Jesus, I do not want to get sick right now. Um, so they put me on that. Five or six minutes later, they came back and said, hey, you have help syndrome. I'm looking like, what the devil is help syndrome? I don't know what you're talking about. I never heard of that. They basically explained to me, literally, the way he was talking to me sounds like the teacher from Charlie Brown, like, wonk, 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 like, what are you talking about right now? So what he was saying was his hypertension um, with my liver, my platelets, and it makes sense why everything was like dysfunction like my organs was basically shutting down so they said you're gonna have to um basically stay in so in my mom thinking like dad tt told me to pack some bags like because in my mind i want to think like okay i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna have this baby i'm like and if i did have this baby i'm thinking okay they're gonna probably keep me until i'm 29 weeks or 30 weeks to sit in the room or you know be bedridden for like five or six weeks and then deliver the baby because it, when you're thinking about having a baby early, you don't okay, you like 10 weeks, okay, that's nothing. Nine, eight weeks, that's okay. 
But then they said, oh, you're, and I'm like, I'm 25 weeks. No, you're 23. I'm like, Jesus. What? So some calculation went messed up on my end, I guess. Um, I was 23 weeks thinking I was 25. So I'm like, okay, so if I did deliver this baby, you're trying to tell me that's a whole, um, like, 20, 19 weeks, you know, to go having a baby. Um, so that was super early because, like I said, my due date was March of 28. So it's, it's December to feel for this is super early. And it's the beginning of December. Um, so he took me in the back. Um, my mother called my, they called my mom, my parents and stuff, let them know what was going on. And later, you know, this lady came in, black woman, well, playing no type of games. She just being real. She was like, look, you got 48 hours to deliver this baby. If not, I'm just being honest, you're going to die. And when you start to say you're dying, I knew, and this is crazy thing, like I said on my channel, on my YouTube channel, people look at you like you're crazy. When you say that you feel that you're going to die, like, oh, it's just your mind, it's the medicine. I had somebody say this, don't tell me it's the medicine. Because until you have a death experience, I'm not, and I'm not saying like, okay, a car accident, and um, and don't take it the wrong way. If you get in a car accident or you get choked, you know, things like that, okay, you, you it's a possibility you could die. But when you are literally sick in your body and you can feel yourself like kind of fading away, yeah, it's... Then talk to me. Let's have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. But you do get kind of frustrated when people try to tell you, oh, this is medicine. Like, no, it's not medicine. Like, I understand it's the medicine. But I knew that. And I didn't want to tell my husband at the time that, you know, I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> like, I really feel like I'm, like, leaving here. And I went, it was so serious that I told my mother-in-law, I was like, look, I know I'm saying, but... Y'all think y'all can pray with me some more, like, just in case I do slip out of here? Because I want to make sure if I die, look, I want to make it to heaven. That's how I was looking at it. But I didn't want to tell my husband because he was already looking like, okay, what is going on? And um, I guess they were telling him other stuff that I don't know. He maybe will share with me in the future. I don't know what they told him. Um, but I just know he looked worrying. Um, I was worried at the time because, like I said, I really thought I was dying. And I was about to die because the nurse, the doctor did come in and say, okay, you have 48 hours to deliver this baby. Um, my my blood pressure was like 190 over, I think it was 86, 90. It was, I don't remember the bottom numbers, but I know it was like 190. Almost 200. It was going up and up. My platelets was low. And your platelet, platelets is something with your blood. So, yeah, the organs shutting down. It makes sense why my heart was hurting. It makes sense why my brain was like I mean, her, it, it, it was worse than a migraine. I cannot explain this pain. If you never had it, I pray nobody gets it. But if you are a mother who's out there who had um, help syndrome, it is worse than preeclampsia. So if you have preeclampsia, you understand that pain. It is one like 100,000 worse than that. It, it, it's, it's something serious. Um, so they put me there. Then the next thing they said is, you have to go to another hospital because this hospital does not have, um, it's not able to, you know, have babies from, I guess it was 30 weeks, like before 30 weeks. They only had NICU babies from 30 weeks to 40 weeks. So because I was 23 weeks, I had to get transferred to a hospital. Now, remind you, I wanted to stay at that hospital because that's the hospital I was supposed to or plan on having. And I was sad, even though it was in the same company, but this hospital I was getting transferred is a bigger hospital that had NICU babies from, you know, the earliest as it could be all the way to 40 weeks. So I was sad about that, but point at that time I wasn't thinking about okay oh my gosh I can't be in the room that I had my well wasn't thinking of that so they transferred me over downtown to that hospital um 
the next day to see my mom's face, my dad's face, you know, it, it made me so happy because which being and I will talk about that in another podcast being in another city you don't have your family here there's no family here it does get some time depressing um that you don't have your family here even though you have you know other people here and you appreciate them but it's nothing like seeing your mom your dad so when they walked in the room even though I was a pain I lit up like I wasn't smiling but in the inside it felt good to see them come um you know though I was sick those two days and I kept listening to Bishop G. Patterson stuff, different songs, like like inspirational songs, gospel songs, praying. I knew everything was going to be okay um, with my child. The que- and it, it, I know it's backwards, but I didn't, I didn't really have the um, same energy. I can't really think of the word um, right now <laughs> of how about myself. I, I put, not energy, faith. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word. But I say faith. I have faith that my child would be okay. But I wasn't really sure if I would be okay. And and I know it was the devil probably putting things thoughts in my mind. But it was just like, okay, I believe I'm going to deliver this baby. But I still think I may die. Because I still felt like, even though they put the steroids in me, like I felt like something still was not right. Um, so I knew my son would be fine. But I wasn't for sure if I would be okay. It wasn't until December the 5th on my birthday that I felt that I would be okay. Because those first two days was very crucial for me. As I know, they kept kept coming in saying that my son would be fine. Um, he's okay. They were just really concerned about me at the moment. And so when I um, was about to give birth on December the 5th, Real quick, you know, I'm, I'm actually giving y'all this long story right now, but I just want to tell y'all the experience because since we're going through with the African American, how we get mistreated in this world, I'm going to tell you this part of what happened December. So I had one doctor, a white male doctor, came to me and was saying to me, well, we had two doctors, but you know, I guess, I, I, I'm guessing, when you have a baby or about to deliver a baby, you have different doctors if it's not your actual doctor that you have they're basically trying especially because i was going to have an emergency c-section so the surgeons are trying to get their i i I guess it's their percentage of money to you know do the surgeon so they i got all different doctors saying why why i want them to cut me up basically so i had one white male doctor like you know would you like to do a vaginal um delivery first like you're gonna push and then when you push we're gonna do a c-section and i and i'm just looking like okay now they really trying to kill me like that doesn't make any sense now i'm looking at him okay you're a male i'm a um, female not only that i'm a black person um because sometimes a lot of times we as black women they look at not as just black women but black men they just look at black people sometimes when we're at a hospital it's like we don't know what we're doing we don't know stuff that's why we have to educate ourselves and not be ignorant of things because they will look at us as we don't know what we talk about or they try to they will try to play us so he was saying to me like if you push it will help but i'm thinking like the smartness came out i might not be in a medical history field or have a medical degree but it's like why would i if i'm if i'm already in distress and this baby's about to be in distress why would i try to push push the baby 
then you trying to tell me you're gonna, you gonna cut me so you, what you, you're really trying to kill me so you're out the way you, you definitely not cutting me then i had other ones who was coming in trying to say different things i was like let me wait it was like you have to make your decision i said let me think about it like you don't try you're not gonna tell me what to do even though y'all saw i got 48 hours to deliver this baby i'm not gonna let you try to damage me or trying to harm me so let me think about so my mom and you know we prayed and stuff I mean, the only way I could think is have a C-section. Why would I sit here? I it, it was just amazing how so many doctors come in like, you need to push. Why would I try to push? And then you're trying to get me to have a C-section. Like, so you want me to push? So you want the baby to go into stress for a little bit probably? That It just didn't make any sense to me. So, we went five, about four something, or maybe three. They, they prepping me up. Then here comes, you know, my uncle, my aunt. My first cousins out of Fayetteville, you know, the home I went to for Thanksgiving, they came and, um, which is Trey's godmom, one because my first cousin that came, brought him little, you know, onesies and stuff, and they was praying with me, and I was surprised that they came, you know, leaving work early, what they had to do to come see me. Um, once again, it felt good to see your family come from, you know, from, from Fayetteville, from Raleigh to Greenville to come see you. So when we went back there, I had my son. They had me high. I don't remember none of. I don't. I don't remember anything from what happened that day. I don't remember how old Trey looks. I don't. I don't know because I, when I tell you that I was high already on magnesium and other medicines, then the, you know different epidural and different things like that didn't make it any better. So um, that's what happened on those two days of so me delivering the baby because of help syndrome. Fast forward to you know. Trey being in the hospital for 179 days, he had um, six surgeries. He was diagnosed with 23, I think it was 23 or 24 things since he's been in NICU. Everything has gone, most of the other stuff has gone away. He's, he has chronic lung disease still, um, but we're praying about that. You know, they'll say it's close enough to asthma, but you know I'm speaking. Um, that he'll be okay that he don't have to have that um it's like i said my family has not really seen him because of this pandemic um they have not seen him since december they see him technology thank god for technology but it's not the same um to see them um you know with this stuff with this stuff is going on it's very this year has been interesting on a lot of things you know 2020 has been very interesting but when I was in the hospital me and my husband want to say we prayed daily every night um, I read Ezekiel 16 and 6 every night to him um, I had people praying for me my church my home church family and friends people really encouraging us and stuff and it was those times was difficult because you have people that so how can I say it you have people that you consider as your um close friends of close family and stuff like that that you know that you have been there for them I'm gonna shout no matter what you you know you're always there for them but it's like when you're when that situation came against me and my husband me personally I didn't have the support I and I'm not gonna get I had support but I'm saying the people that you go out of your ways for you didn't have no support not no phone call 
I'm sorry, nothing, nothing of that. It hurt, but what? Be, let me tell you what helped me. Instead of me being my flesh and getting all sad about it and dwelling that, I knew I have a greater goal to about my about my first of all my marriage, my my son, and then I have people who loves me. I'm not saying those people didn't didn't do not love me or whatever. They don't love me, but it's just. It, I, I had to continue to get in God's word to know who I am and whose I am. Like, God, I knew that God loves me. I knew, and then here's, I look at it like this. The people that I thought was supposed to be there for me, and it was not there, God literally took them and kind of put them, like, hey, behind the scenes. I'm not saying that word about them. And God brought me people that I have always paid attention to. You know, I know them. I see them we cool when we see each other you sung my wedding different things like that you played whatever when i tell you i got close to them i got close to them and i'm not throwing this let's just be let's be okay like i said let's be real <laughs> okay i appreciate and i don't want to call names because when you start calling names and you forget and then people are like well you wasn't there i was there for you i understand that but when i tell you I've always been cool with these people. I always, they, and some of you are my literally blood-related family members. And some of them are just church goers. When I tell you, Kim, um, shout out to Kim. Uh, shout out to TT. Shout out to Chris Backman. And I'm going to tell you why I say these three girls. And I say my cousin Angela, but right now, we, me and my cousin Angela, I don't count because she we always talk but i'm talking about people that you did not expect to do certain things like you know they love you we know we got each other never checking on each other when i tell you chris and tt and kim has been there from day one calling t uh preaching to me in a <laughs> positive way because those ladies have been through and i'm not gonna tell their business but one day i would love to do a podcast with all three of them because all of them has dealt with something with their their children and when i tell you they encourage me they encourage me they loved on me and i'm not talking i'm not talking about gifts words of encouragement prayers different things like that when I say God put them in my life in this season, he did just that because there's things I was praying for and he showed me, showed me those things. And I'm greatly proud of them and I love them to pieces. Then I had people from Elizabeth City that came out. I mean, DJ friends and stuff like that, different people like that. And it was a great, 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 great um, experience and stuff like that. So... Even though it was sad and stuff, I appreciate, you know, um, them and I love them. So I'm just here to encourage, you know, um, NICU moms or people who have dealt with any type of things with their miscarriages, different things. Know that God loves you and God is with you. He will always be there for you. And there's some things that you may be going through, but I'm here to um, encourage you all and know that I love y'all. This is not going to be the first or the last podcast, you all. Not at all. Trust me. It would not be the first podcast. Um, I mean, the last podcast and stuff. I know I'm going all over the place right now, but I think I'm more excited and stuff about what's going on and stuff. And I just thank God. Um for you all because y'all was with me in the first time I did my KJ's Way podcast and stuff and I love y'all so much so I'm here to continue to you know 
be here to support to encourage you all and stuff and also just follow me on my youtube kj way which is kj way and then also my um youtube channel um you can follow trey actually has a page now it's called um the life of trey you can see some things of him and things like that so just stick to with these things that's coming soon and stuff and i appreciate you all and i love y'all thank y'all so much and see y'all next time